Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one sunrising minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli in the... Whoa, I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> I am Scott Corelli. <laughs> Uh, nope. I am the real Scott Corelli. Yes. Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us again, Crystal Beth. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, today we're going back to minute 64, which ends with uh, Doc laying some science on Marty and uh, ends with him giving uh, Marty some money because uh, Marty's need their money. I think you said ends twice. Are you having you a stroke? Are you okay? I'm fine. It begins with... <laughs> with uh, uh, telling Marty some stuff and ends with a really beautiful sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really beautiful matte so, painting of a sunrise. So I really, I really want to um, point out the line, grab <laughs> the almanac any way you can. Oh, I know that's a, that's a risky thing to tell Marty. Yeah, because we we've got another half hour of this movie. And if you're telling me that all he needed to do was follow Biff around until until old Biff drops off the almanac and goes back to the future and then just like. I don't know, like, why was he being so sneaky about it? Just grab it and run. He's escaped Biff before. Yeah, it's not even the scariest Biff. Yeah. Some he's just gonna be like some punk with a, in a leather jacket and a fedora, just like ran off with, yeah, ran off with his almanac that one time. Hey, tiny tiny Indiana, tiny yeah. Indiana Jones stole my book. <laughs> uh, what what was uh what was his name? Mutt what? Mutt Mutt, Mutt Williams. Yeah, was that Mutt Williams? <laughs> <laughs> Henry quote Mutt. Oh. Williams. God, Jones. I forgot about that movie, and now I remember. The sorry. The no, it's okay. I didn't mind it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I mean, I've. I think I've talked about it before. At least, if not here, definitely the Star Wars Minute podcast, where I can't hate any movie that has to do with a series of movies that I like because the excitement of having another thing to watch that has to do with my characters is too overwhelming. Yeah. It's not even the I, worst the, sequel the only, with Shia LaBeouf in it. Well, the only yeah. problem I have, uh, literally the only problem I have with Crystal Skull is the scene where Shia LaBeouf is swinging with the monkeys. Oh, yeah. That's the only scene. Everything else yeah. is fine. Even the nuke the fridge thing is like stupid, but like silly, like fun stupid. Yeah. Like it, it's not that big of a deal and not definitely not as big of a deal as everyone makes it out to be like. It's not a real atomic bomb. Like, it's just a movie. Like, chill out, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, most of the things. Here, here's, here, here's something. Guys, the Ark of the Covenant, not real. Not real. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. So, yeah. if Indiana Jones can survive a, nu- a, a nuclear bomb in a, in a fridge, like, wh- who cares? Whatever. But the, the Shia LaBeouf, Mutt Williams swinging through the, through the trees with the, with the monkeys, that was a bit much, I think. Yeah, but, uh, that part else, and the gopher. I didn't like the gopher at the beginning. 
Oh yeah, the gopher. I hated well, yeah, that. It was Although just I really liked that that was their transition from the Paramount logo. Oh, it was gopher. amazing. Uh, it was just the fact that it wasn't a real gopher. That was, yeah, was give just, me a real gopher. Yeah, That's really true. Because the first yeah. thing you see in in the first Indiana Jones movie in almost twenty more than twenty years is a is a really fake looking gopher. I just oh. love the idea of everyone like it just starting and then the CGI gopher and then everyone's like. Oh no! <laughs> right, exactly. Just immediately. And one of my—I fa- know this is not the Indiana Jones Minute podcast, but one of my favorite things about Indiana Jones is how they introduce their characters, and all their movies start where you learn about the characters without finding out who they are for another like three to five minutes into the movie. And this uh-huh. one starts out with a gopher that you never see again. <laughs> anyway, I have feelings about this. Now, how, how okay. awesome would it have been if the gopher just like showed back up in the third act? Doctor Jones. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I would like the gopher better. Gopher, get out of here! It's gopher. <laughs> it's gopher of Winnie the Pooh. Gophy, gophy. What are you doing here? Yes. He so back to the future. Uh, that's <laughs> this podcast, hey, I think. Right. Back to the future. Oh, we're back. I want to talk it. about. I want to talk about binoculars. All oh, right. Uh, so it's I'm not the only thing is buying the scene, am I right? Binoculars. Um, I actually went to the beach with someone this weekend that called them binoculars, and it was weirdly unsettling. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I don't care if everyone thinks I'm a serial killer. I'm going to call it that forever. <laughs> binoculars. So Famous okay, last so- words. <laughs> so right when- I don't care that everyone thinks I'm a serial killer. <laughs> Said Leo Forks. <laughs> wow thank you uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a long shot uh no it was a good shot <laughs> uh have you noticed when when doc is handing marty the the binoculars is is marty cold it looks like he's like shivering yes well the car the car's frozen yeah and he's wearing just wearing a short sleep shirt i don't know just like a weird little like moment of like oh he's cold i get cold when i'm tired Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. Just I'm just gonna keep bringing it back to how long they've been awake because f that. He needs a he needs a good breakfast at the end of part three. Yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah. I can go for a good breakfast right now. Does he eat in this entire trilogy? Pizza. Not, do they eat? Do they eat? They pizza? Eat. He takes do a bite of the pizza. The wake Oh pizza. right, he does. He does. He does. He does get to eat that. Those were my original minutes. Nice. Wait, who eats the microwave pizza? The family. Oh, yeah. Are but, we still but talking Marty, about Back to the Future? Yeah, but Marty doesn't get to eat. Little Marty does. Other Marty. Marty, Charlie Marty. Or Beta. Mar- Marty uh, Jr. That's just Marty Jr. Marty oh, Jr. Is his oh, right. Well, Power Michael J. Marty. Fox gets to eat. <laughs> yeah, the actor Michael J. Fox gets to spit into that weird food thing that actors have to do. Right. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, um, so Doc says he's going to stay. Unless we're the little girl from uh, what? The Goodbye Girl. What? Goodbye Girl? Have you, uh, sorry. Have you guys ever seen The Goodbye Girl? No. It's this really no. good movie with Richard Dreyfuss in the 70s. And there's this little story where there's a scene where they're eating spaghetti. And the little girl didn't know that you're not supposed to really eat the food. So she like gained like 10 pounds. Like <laughs> since she was like six, and she was like, "Oh my god!" They're like, "You're not supposed to eat the spaghetti." Oh man, 
Oh, children. Not oh. knowing not to eat food. You're not supposed to ten eat that pounds food. Ten pounds as a kid would be a lot. Jeez. I don't know if it was ten pounds. Maybe it was like five. Either way, she's fat and can't work in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. That was what they told <laughs> her in No one told her not to eat the spaghetti. <laughs> Who had her back <laughs> on that set? Yeah, I know. What, what was the AD doing? Yeah, yeah, the little girl can just keep eating spaghetti for hours. It's fine. The AD was like, I want to eat that spaghetti. I want to eat that spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> do it, little girl. Do what, I do what I can't do. Eat faster, eat harder. So, so Doc says he's going to stay behind and repair the time circuit. Yeah, uh, sure. So that he doesn't That's run what into, he's going to do. So he doesn't run into his other self, which Marty seems confused about. And Doc has to explain to Marty that there is a version of him that he was best friends with 24 hours ago <laughs> in 1955. Okay, well, Marty, remember how I'm not the first Doc you've known? <laughs> remember how I'm, like, the third Doc you've known? Uh, <laughs> Marty's like Dory. Like, he just, like, what? Forgets. Huh? What? Yeah. What? There's Where another we? Doc? There's another Doc. 1955. Uh, uh, although I have written down in my notes right here. Time paradox happening. Very are, smart to talk about it. I would be silly, not good at understanding what is happening. <laughs> I would have Marty's exact face. I would be like, uh, just don't tell me who not to talk to. Yeah, there are so many different kinds of characters I would want to see on time travel adventures than like the ones that we get. Like, like, yeah, just having kind of like a dumb, clueless like jock is like a really fun idea. I mean, he's not really a jock, but he's. A prep? I don't know. If, if 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 Marty was if Marty was in middle school in the in the early to mid two thousands, what would his what would his what do you think he would be? Oh, I feel like he'd be the drifter that goes through all the groups. I like that you say I like that you say middle school just to push me out of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how old you were at the time. But for me. Or high school. Because it's the same thing. It's kind of the same experience, middle school, high school. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Crystal's right. I think he would be like the Ferris Bueller. He would definitely yeah. be. He would definitely be like in the in the scene. He would definitely be like an indie like band kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like he would be the kid that didn't think he was super cool, but the kids that weren't cool thought he was super cool, and then he would complain about not being the coolest kind of person. And those kids would be like, "Yo, what are you talking about? You're so cool." And he's he'd like, know, but like, I'm not super cool. Yeah, he's like the cool. He's like the cool kid that the geeks can like. They, they don't have to be afraid of him. They know that Marty won't, like, make fun of them. Yeah, like, there needs to be more Martys. And then Marty would be like, hey, I know what that is. The doc told me about it. Doc's my daddy and my best friend and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, whoa, this guy oh is gosh. weird. Oh, we were, we were wrong about you. Dude, you know, whoa. he's kind of an Archie now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. So I re I really want to talk about um, Doc Brown's uh, Jason Bourne suitcase full of cash. Yes. How much do you think he spent to make that collection happen? Oh man, because he had to have bought it all from like money money people, like money money collectors, right? Oh, see, I imagine yeah. him collecting it across adventures through time, but I know that makes zero sense. Yeah, because he doesn't do that. Yeah, because he hasn't had the time. Right. Yeah. He hasn't had the time. <laughs> My thought was, maybe, uh, well, what's so interesting is that I, I wish I could think more analytical about stuff because my thought was like, oh, he went back to a time where like the money was just starting to change over. So he had the new money and he could buy old money. 
Like, you know how we still have the old fives hanging around from the 90s? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, maybe he went back when they started switching over to the new stuff, collected the money from that, but that is incredibly complicated. Yeah, you, they, that would be custom. very specific. It'd be yeah. really funny if there was, like, you know, from 2030, you saw, like, some Harriet Tubman, like, $20 bills. Oh, that would be so cool. Doc is the is the uh, the annoying guy like at at the bank or at the store that like requests the old money because he doesn't believe in the new money because it looks like monopoly money. <laughs> I want oh, real money. Would be, I could see that. I want the real money. Give me the real money. Give it. <laughs> Give me the cash. So <laughs> speaking of stuff that 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 blew our minds, uh, there's at the very beginning of this you get like a close up shot of doc. And if you look at it on pause for five minutes, like I have and like everyone should, um, for the first time I can really notice the edges of Christopher Lloyd's doc Brown wig. And I'm starting to understand for the first time that he may have been bald or been wearing like some kind of cap and now I can't stop looking at it. And it's, I think it's ruined this entire trilogy for me. Oh, no. Because now no. I just imagine him being bald. Oh. I mean, you don't have to imagine. You can watch both Adam's Family movies. I know. That's what I keep thinking about. I keep like, oh, right. Was He's he bald in uh, Roger Rabbit? Oh, technically he was. He was yeah. Well, no, he had that Does weird... Does he have hair? Well, yeah, yeah. He, he took off his little hat and he had like the, the, the cartoon hair. Right? That's right. That's right. That's right. But he was mostly bald. But he was mostly bald. It just seems so was, much uh, easier to upkeep. He looked like you, when he takes off his hat in uh, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Judge Doom looks like uh, he looks like a like a like a mid nineties like goth metal like he belonged to goth metal band. Yes. In the 90s. Like a yeah. Like a mindless self indulgence or, <laughs> or Marilyn Manson, you know. Or like, like he'd be like with no effects or something. Right. Or, or like static X or something. Fat Mike. Oh <laughs> man, you guys are making me nostalgic for the kind of person I tried to be in high school and failed. <laughs> I, I was right there with you. Um, also, also, also failing. I don't know, Scott. Every time I hear stories about you in high school, you were like running like a local music venue and like dating girls. <laughs> you dated yeah. girls? Oh you wow. You dated girls. You did better than teens. me. Wow. <laughs> You well, dated while you were a child. <laughs> uh, I didn't date girls anyway. at all in high school. Yeah, neither did I. I dated boys, huh? Hey-o. <laughs> anyway, I do comedy. <laughs> uh, oh, do we have anything else about this, uh, about this minute? No, it's kind of an open and shut minute. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Crystal, tell, tell, the, tell the kids about your, uh, about your comedy. Oh, well, if you're ever in New York City, I do stand up everywhere, uh, everywhere that's dumb enough to have me. And I also host a comedy video game podcast. So it's uh, called Unlimited Lives and you can listen to it on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And we record live on Twitch at 515 on Thursdays. And which is that today? Today's yes. Thursday, right? Uh, it is yeah. Thursday. Yeah, it is Thursday. Yeah. So today at 5.15, we record live and we uh, we have a quiz at the end and we give away free video games for uh, free Steam codes for video games at the nice. end. So if you like video games and you want to 
come and interact with us, just be like, hi, I listen to the podcast. And I'll be like, oh my God, and give you a shout out. And then you can follow me on Twitter at the Crystal Beth. And uh, my PlayStation and Twitch names are Ms. Sparkle Diamond, MS Sparkle Diamond. Um, yep. Well, go to our website at duelingchandra.com. Email us at contact at back to the future minute.com. We are collecting those emails for our soon to be weekend edition. Uh, tweet us at BTTF Minute. We love hearing from you guys on Twitter, on Tumblr, BTTF Minute.tumblr.com. It's kind of the only reason I go on Tumblr anymore is to like check up on podcast stuff. Um, it's gotten weird. Uh, Facebook, iTunes, uh, The Doctor's Companion is our Doctor Who podcast, which we do with Cassandra Fredrickson, Geek by Night, which is back. And better than ever, Ghost Story Part 1, uh, written by a bunch of us and directed by Cassandra Fredrickson, is uh, out now, and we're so proud of it. Um, and you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support if you want to be the person to throw in the last five bucks. And uh, as always, we uh, would like to extend our gracious thanks to uh, Lords David Jeffries and uh, Lady Lieber182. Thank you so much for your uh, donation and your support. What good people. Yeah. All right. We'll be back tomorrow at minute 65. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.